to establish in this training of mindfulness. As we've said a number of times, the intention is to bring our mindfulness to every aspect of our experience. That there's nothing that need be held separate from this kind of attention. Very inclusive. want to emphasize also you know, even as we talk about continuity, this is not to put some heavy pressure on you that, you know, unless you're mindful every moment, this is not working. It's really about creating the intention to be present. That's the significant part of this practice, that, that we're curious, that we're interested, that this, this intention is what is being cultivated. And then, we're as present as we can be, as much as we are able. And of course there's going to be times during the day, perhaps many times during the day, where we lose that sense of presence. That's okay. This is not how we evaluate the practice, but it's really, are we cultivating the intention to be present? And that when we're mindful, we're recognizing that we're mindful, and there is a fullness of attention that has the capacity to include everything. So day by day, we've gradually been including other aspects of our experience in the practice, and we'll continue to do that. But this morning, I wanted to emphasize um, a a way of practicing that we sometimes mention briefly, but we don't often uh, give full attention to, and that's standing meditation. And even as I say that word and you have a sense of what might be coming, notice what's happening in your mind and body. Many of us, when we come into the meditation hall, have a sense of hibernating in our little nest of cushions and blankets and, you know, the sense of, don't bother me, I'm meditating. I've just gotten everything just right. And anything else that comes in to that is an impediment or an obstacle to the meditation. As I started this morning saying, we really want to be open to the whole flow, the whole range of experience. And as the Buddha said, that means being mindful when we're sitting, walking, standing, and lying down. And even further in the Satipatthana Sutta, he goes on to list all of the activities of eating and drinking and going to the bathroom and talking and keeping silent and getting dressed. The, the instruction is really all aspects of our day. We can bring the mindfulness in. I like to do a session on standing meditation because it's so helpful for us, both on retreat where if we find the energy is getting low in the hole, we're really losing it, to really feel that standing is a a, a, a recognized, even um, beneficial form of practice that at any time in the meditation hall, if you feel it would be helpful, you can just stand in your place, continue your practice, and then when you feel ready, sit down. And we can do that in a way that's mindful and doesn't disturb other people and really supports our practice. So as an antidote to sleepiness or even restlessness, the body is really complaining in some way um, to just do some standing meditation. And other places on retreat, you're often standing, waiting for an interview or waiting to go to the bathroom or waiting in the meal line. 
just to be able to really include this in a very full way in our practice. Often when we're standing, there's a sense of impatience because we're usually standing, waiting for something to happen. And so to include that, noticing of the impatience, the bodily contraction or mind states that go with that, and really just invite a fullness of presence into the standing. So many times of the day we can practice with this, a great uh, support for practice, and really part of what I want to do is, is to c- claim it as these, one of these four places that we really need to be able to practice, postures that we need to be able to practice in and kind of give more permission, uh, even as I said, I love it when I see people standing in the meditation hall because it really speaks to me that they're sincere about waking up and being present, so uh, it offers that as well. So in a moment I'm going to invite us to stand. If this if standing doesn't work for you, for your body or your practice, you are welcome to stay seated. There's no should about this, but just wanting to offer it as a possibility for those for whom it works. And as I said, even just to notice what your response is to thinking about standing. Is it pleasant, unpleasant? Is there some fear or anxiety? Is there resistance? Is there impatience? Is there, oh my God, why is she asking me to do that? Whatever it is in the mind and heart, that's part of your practice right now too. And then can we move into the standing posture with some sense of tracking, of mindfulness, of continuity, of that whole intention to move, and then the standing So when you're ready, I invite you to come into the standing posture if that works for you. And you might choose to stand on your cushion or zabaton or on the floor. You know, there's pluses and minuses, a little softness in the zabaton, but it can be a little more unstable. And if you need to adjust that at any time, that's fine. We'll just do this for about 10 minutes or so, and then I'll give the option of either sitting down or continuing standing. So in the standing posture, you really have a choice of how to practice. One of the nice things about it is you can just continue the same practice you were doing when you were sitting. Or more like the walking, it can be a more bodily-based practice. So again, we'll talk about that as the time goes on, but just for the moment, just standing. Some general guidelines about standing. Again, find what works for you, but the feet hip width apart. The knees don't need to be locked, so a little softness in the knees is helpful. The same sense of uprightness that we encourage in the sitting posture. So see if your back can be relatively straight, upright. The head is just resting easily on the neck. The shoulders are dropped and perhaps just a little back. So you're not rounding and and leaning forward with the shoulders. So the chest is open. Let your shoulder blades drop. And the arms are just resting naturally by the side. If you want to hold your hands, that's fine, but generally it's you know, okay just to let them rest. 
Check in with the chest and belly, soft, open. And feeling down through the legs and the feet, grounded on the earth. And the real question is, what's the minimum amount of effort you can take just to stand upright? And we're always rechecking that. Because again, it can be a place that we hold tension, unnecessary contraction. Standing is a very alive practice. One of the first things you'll notice is you don't or even can't stand absolutely still. You don't even want to. The body responds. It responds to the breath, it responds to balance. So just allowing those subtle movements. The head is positioned as though the eyes were just gently downcast. If you want to keep your eyes open, that's also fine if that helps with balance, stability. But again, you can just have your eyes gently closed. And as we do in this sitting, just this directed attention to the felt sense of the body. Body just standing. just as we often do in the sitting, we're just standing, noticing there is a body. Just this very simple perception of the posture, the alignment, the felt sense, there is a body. As open and spacious as the attention allows. And then within that field of the body, the senses are alive. So we might even start with noticing hearing. We don't have to just focus on inner sensations even when we stand. So just allowing the attention to go to whatever sounds might be present in the room or outside. but opening to the sounds with this sense of staying present in the body. So the attention isn't going out to the sounds. There's no sense of having to lean towards, turn towards, or even figure out what the sounds are. Though that naming, the perception, sanya, that Brian talked about, often happens automatically. So it's not that you need to stop that, but you don't need to tell yourself a story about the sound. It's just hearing. The soft, persistent sounds like the rain falling. Perhaps louder sounds like the water down the gutters. The frogs softly croaking, happily in the rain. Little sounds in the room of creaking, 
coughing. So you just stay present. So there's still a relationship to the body, but the awareness is heightened at the ear door, ear consciousness. And you notice sounds just arise and pass. You don't have to make any extra effort to hear. As long as the ear is somewhat working, you'll hear some sounds. We can't control them, we can't make them happen or stop them from happening. So there's this very receptive quality to the hearing meditation. And it's just this practice of learning how to tune the attention, to heighten one aspect of experience, not denying or rejecting other aspects, but for the moment, just the hearing being heightened. And then, again, creating the intention, turning the awareness more to the felt sense of the body. But with that same sense of spaciousness, that same sense of allowing receptivity, the sensations of the body being known, the body standing. So maybe places of more sensation in the feet, the knees, perhaps your hands are tingling, just allowing the awareness to fill the body, know the body in this very direct, simple way. If it's helpful, can include the Vedana, whether some of these sensations are pleasant or unpleasant. Maybe you might notice some neutral sensations where your shirt touches your neck or the warmth on the back of your hands. We're just encouraging, inviting this curiosity about the body. How is it manifesting right now? And then within that, perhaps feeling the breath in a way that you're familiar with, perhaps the nostrils or the chest or abdomen. So you can do the same practice you might do sitting down. But often in the standing it can be helpful or you may find it works to be, have a fuller awareness of the breath. There's this very open feeling in the standing posture. So call it whole body breathing. Just the breath moving in and out and all the ways it impacts the body. Body very sensitive. The breath rocking the body, moving the body in these subtle ways. 
and the obvious ones of nostrils, chest, or abdomen. But the shoulders move, the back expands. And then noticing the mind and the relationship to this present moment. Is there interest or curiosity, calm, patience or impatience? What are you holding on to? What are you pushing away? Perhaps there's just equanimity. It's very simple. Just knowing the breath and body in a direct way. Or perhaps there's pain in the body, discomfort, and the mind is getting tight, contracted. All of this we can know without rejecting, trying to manipulate or push away. Notice the mind that wonders how long this will go on for. When do I get to sit down? And noticing that thought, seeing if you can just relax and release a little bit more into the standing posture. You can just play with what works for you as a foundation for your attention, whether it's the felt sense of the body, and particularly the legs and the feet, where there's perhaps more heightened sensation, just as in the walking meditation. Could be the whole body. Just this sense there is a body, a body standing, and the attention holds the whole body or perhaps moves very gently through different parts of the body. Or you connect more with the breath in a way that you're used to or an open awareness of breath, including sounds. Even though we're standing, nothing needs to be held outside. The thoughts, the moods, the emotions, the sounds that come and go. Just standing and knowing that you're standing, including everything. How is the breath? Does the belly get tight? Or is the breath soft and open? So for the remainder of the sitting, you can choose to stay standing for as long as you wish. Or if you feel ready, can mindfully create the intention and allow yourself to sit down. I really encourage you to pay attention to that intention. 
sometimes what happens is we kind of collapse back to sitting without really fully recognizing we've made a choice. There's a moment lapse in the mindfulness where there's a little bit perhaps of unpleasantness and we find we've sat down. Yet, if we really look at the experience, it's not that unpleasant. It's a, a, a thought or an idea we have about it. So, including all of the aspects of your experience in this, whether you choose to sit down or you choose to stay standing, paying attention to that whole process. And if you choose to stay standing, no, you can sit at any point during the remainder of the standing or sitting period. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.